You're listening to the Property Pal Podcast. In this episode, Errol and Jordan are joined by special guest, Glennis Hobson, Director of Customer Services at Co-Ownership. The not-for-profit organisation has helped over 30,000 people buy their first home since 1978. And with over 10,000 co-owners in Northern Ireland, we learn more about how they can support people who need a bit of help getting on the property ladder. Check out the links in the description to connect with us and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now it's over to Errol, Jordan and special guest, Glynis Hobson. Good morning, Glynis. Welcome to Property Pal. We're delighted to have you in today. Yeah, I'm delighted to be here. It's great. I'm loving the van. <laughs> we go to the North Coast. <laughs> well, actually, we're getting a bit of work done in the office here today, so it's a bit of a mess. We're, we're getting an extension to the, the camper van here, so we'll, the podcast in the future will be recorded from there. But it's getting there now, so we're, we're looking forward to it, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, Glynis, right, co-ownership. Yes. This is a term, I, I obviously know it very well, as someone who sits on the board, so I, I have to state that at the outset, I'm a big advocate, I think ownership is a wonderful scheme, helping a whole range of buyers across Northern Ireland, from first-time buyers, second-steppers, right across the market, so that's my caveat at the start, I love the product, I think it's great, but it's something we get asked about all, all the, the time. time, literally, we get people saying, what is it, who is it for, am I applicable? Basically, you are the expert. You know, you know it inside. No, no, no I've, I've heard you all over the radio. I've seen you in the presentations. You, you know it. You know it inside out. And clearly, you're you're equally as passionate, if not more so, about it. So, we thought it'd be a great opportunity to get you in, explain it all about it, and then we have a whole stack of questions that have come in to us over the last week as well. So just basically go through all this sort okay. of thing. So no problem. I, mean, I think Errol and I, we're, we're largely going to take the back seat this week. We, we are. Want, we want it really to be about you and, and, and the product itself. If we're going to take any seat, it's going to be for the listeners because we've had lots of questions about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's so, good. I mean, without, without sounding too obvious, what is co-ownership as a product? You know, yeah. who does it help? What's the purpose of it? How, how many has it helped in the last couple of years? Just give us a sort of a broad overview of it. Okay, so co-ownership's job is to help people become homeowners. So people that can't afford to become a homeowner on their own that maybe need a little bit of help, whether they have too little or no deposit, or perhaps they can't get the affordability for the full mortgage, we're there to help those people. And we've been doing it for a long time, over 40 years. And over 40 years, we've helped over 30,000 people. So in the last year, despite the impacts, and we'll not mention what those were, we helped 1,081 people become homeowners in Northern Ireland. So we represent about 10% of the first-time buyer market. And our job is really... If you are really want to be a homeowner mm-hmm. and you can't afford to do it on your own, that's where we come in and we'll do our very best to help you. So high co-ownership works is it works hand in hand with a mortgage. So you need to be able to get some level of a mortgage. So what that means is largely people need to be working people, have an income, mm-hmm. um, because the lender will look for that mm-hmm. um, whenever you go to be assessed. So essentially, as we say, we buy a house together, although we don't move in. <laughs> you know, So we put some money into your home and you move in and then whenever you're able we hope that you go on then to buy a site mm-hmm. um, but there's no pressure on that you know and for our share you give us a small rent towards us making that investment and the way equity sharing works which is what effectively co-ownership is is if the value of the house goes up then our investment and your investment both grows mm-hmm. and if the value of the house comes down it's exactly the same principle. Okay, okay. There's a lot of information there. That's certainly a very helpful sort of intro to the product. I mean, one of the things that stand out for me there is, 
you know, you said it's been helping people for 40 years, basically. There. I mean, that's a testament in itself to how, how big an intervention it's been in the Northern Ireland market. Yeah. But one of the big sort of structural trends over decades, really, really, since it's, since the product has come about is house prices are increasing, become more unaffordable, particularly yeah. for first-time buyers who maybe mm-hmm. don't have the level of affordability or the deposit required. So yeah. is that one area particularly where you, you see the product helping out, not least in the current climate, but Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So that is exactly what we do. So what you find is, you know, in Belfast at the minute, people are maybe paying 800 850 a month in their rent mm-hmm. and they can afford to pay that. And then they go to the lender and they say, well, I'm interested in getting a mortgage. And the lender says to them, you need at least £15,000 deposit. And by the way, based on the stress testing, we can't afford to lend you up to what you need to buy a house because they wouldn't, even though the person's affording £800 at the month, the lender's not going to be, when they stress test it, able to give them a mortgage to that level. So then the customer is stuck because they know they can afford that Mm -hmm. level, but they can't get anybody to work with them. Okay. So that's really where we come in, because what we can do is we can give a boost to that person's affordability to allow them to get the home that they want. So really, we're helping people who wouldn't be able to get any home Mm -hmm. become homeowners. And also what we're helping people is people get an appropriate home for them and their family. You know, so if you're both working and maybe you have childcare costs and you have a huge, you know, huge rent, it all adds up and it really impacts people's affordability. Since the crash back in 2008, the lenders are under big pressure in terms of assessing affordability and, you know, stress testing and all that stuff. And it cuts back what people can get, you know, in terms of a mortgage. So so that's where we come in and we help those people. Yeah, so I'm sure it's one of the questions which a lot of the listeners may not know a lot about is stress testing for for an example of someone who maybe is spending £800 a month in rent, they've, they've never missed the payment, so they feel like they should be eligible for a mortgage. They maybe just don't have the, yeah. the initial deposit in place there. But then they go to the bank for a traditional mortgage, if, if we'll call it that, and yeah. the bank say, no, I'm sorry, you're not able to get a mortgage because maybe your credit score isn't good enough or you haven't met the bank stress test. Yeah. Could you explain that a wee bit more about what that actually means and why co-ownership is potentially a bridge for those sort of customers? Yeah, so I think it's probably unlikely that the bank would say, no, they can't help you. But what they would say is, we can't approve you to that level. So maybe somebody's mm-hmm. looking to buy a house about 150000 and they're living in a house at the minute that's 150000 worth and they're paying £800 a month to live in that house. And the mortgage, mm-hmm. when they look at it on the bank system says, oh, that's going to be less than £800 a month. And they think, happy days. I should be able to, this is a no-brainer. I should be able to afford it. But the bank has to, after the crash, the bank has to stress test to make sure that they are lending fairly and, you know, within people's ma- responsibly within people's means. So when they do that stress testing, they can't approve the customer to that level because of either their income being too low or their commitments. That's another big issue. People's commitments, you know, maybe they've got a car loan, maybe mm. they've got childcare costs or maintenance costs. Sure. People have complicated lives that those things impact what they can afford. So really what we do then is we come in and we say, we're going to put some investment into your home to allow you to get the home that you want for you and your family and you pay us a small rent in exchange for that and the bank's happy because from the bank's perspective their loan to value you know how much has mm-hmm. been borrowed is low and mm-hmm. um, because ownership has put that money in and the benefit from the customer's perspective is that our investment counts as their deposit yes and also, it gives them a lower loan-to-value mortgage in many cases. Which so has for, a better rate of interest. A be- much better rate of interest, particularly, I know interest rates 
overall are low at the minute, but, but the low loan to value makes it really makes a huge difference to people. And that's what's what our job is, and that's what we're here to do. And I think good job at it. We always could do better, but we're really committed and really passionate about helping people become homeowners. And you know, we really want if anybody, don't be afraid to give us a call. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Yeah. You know, we often have conversations with customers over many months before they apply. You know, and we talk to them about their circumstances and where they're at and try to give them information and guidance to move forward to become homeowners. So what I would say is, you know, come and have a chat with us. Okay. What about sort of shares? And so how does it work? So you you say co-ownership put in an investment, maybe somebody doesn't have the full afford. They wanted to buy, say, a house at £150,000, but they could maybe only at the time were approved for a mortgage at, say, £130,000. So what's the sort of minimum contribution that a customer needs to make versus what co-ownership will put in? And and how does that evolve over time? If, say, a customer buys 50%, can they then buy 10% of that the following year if they maybe have a bit more income or they have additional cash reserves? Just... Talk me through that bit of okay. the process. So what we do is when a customer wants to consider co-ownership, what we would encourage them to do is to bring their information to us. So we have an, an online digital application process. It takes about 20 minutes to complete. Mm-hmm. And from that information, then we can give the customer an approval in principle. So we can look at their incomings and their outgoings and we can say to them co-ownership can help you up to a value of a property of x we work on that on the basis of a 50 50 share and that gives the customer then the ability to go out and shop for a house in their price range so if your affordability is really good you're going to come in at the top of our range if your affordability is more challenging you're going to come in lower down the range Mm -hmm. and then when the customer brings that property to us so we invest anything from 50 percent down, you know, so the lowest would be 10% that we would put in. So, sorry, just working that through, so the customer buying anything between 50% and 90%? Okay, mm-hmm. got you. So, the customer then goes and finds the house that they want, and then whenever they bring that house, we have a chat with them about the house. We do a survey of the house to make sure that the house is of good enough quality and that the value is right. And then we say to them, based on what you've told us, this is what we feel is the appropriate share. So how much ownership needs to put in, how much the customer needs to put in. Now, we try as much as possible to encourage people to own as much of it themselves because what we want to do is make our money go further to help more people. Yes. But also to put people on the right track in terms of buying out because we don't want people, you know, to be sitting on ownership. 20 years time if they can afford not to be we'd sure. rather they own their own house that's what, that's what our ultimate goal is so we negotiate that with the customer and with the lender to make sure you know that it works and if the lender comes back and says look we don't think they can afford that that's fine we work out what the share is the customer then agrees that and then we go forward to, to buy the house Okay. Now, okay. in terms of the buying out, you were asking. Yes. People can buy out at any time. Like we had a wee customer came on ownership last year. I think it was about August time. They got a lump sum from an inheritance, and they bought us out within four months. <laughs> so it don't matter. We you yeah. know we don't care. We just want them. But that frees your money up to then help other people. Yeah, we're so just like a big. Re- we don't mind. We're just yeah. a big recycler. <laughs> you can just you know. So we just take that money, put it into the next house. That's what we do. Yeah. Um, and obviously we're not for profit organisations. So so. Customers can buy out 5% at a go up to buying out the whole thing at a go. It just depends on what their circumstances are, um, if people get an improvement in their job or perhaps come into a little bit of money or they've savings, they can do whatever they want. Um, It's very flexible. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, One of the other sort of questions we get asked quite a lot as well is, is co-ownership applicable to all houses in the market? So say somebody goes off, finds a 200 grand house on property pile, says suddenly, yep, this is the one I want. 
and then we'll go to Cornership and say, can I get this? Or what's the sort of thresholds? Like everything, there has to be some some parameters on this. So Absolutely. What's the max value of properties you're allowed to look at? Whereabouts in the country you're allowed to look? Is there? this time for the yes. breaking news? The breaking news Drum is roll. with effect from the 1st of December, Cornership were able to buy houses up to the value of 175000 That is fantastic news. Which is just great. It is um, great, yeah. It's something that I think has is needed because of how the market is at the minute and we really hope will make a difference to our customers um, especially those that are living in the greater Belfast area mm-hmm. where it has been tougher to get a house within our price range. Yeah, I mean over the last year alone you know, house prices are up nearly 10% or so New builds um, hasn't quite had the inflationary pressures feed through in their prices yet, but there's big concerns over the next year we'll start yeah. to see that feed through you know, with the price of construction materials, yeah. labour shortages, which is only going to put upward pressure on, on prices yeah. in the new build sector. So really that movement to 175k is going to bring in a greater pool of available property, should we say, particularly in that greater Belfast yeah. area, as, as you kind of highlighted there. Yeah, because supply is a big issue in the market at the minute. But, you know, with the prices going up, Customers' affordability has not gone up at the same level, exactly. you know. So although our, you know, our limit is going up to one hundred and seventy-five, what we're finding is most of our customers are buying houses around one hundred and forty thousand because that's what can afford, you know. So I think it going up will help some people, but not everybody. I think you know the fundamental concern I would have is about people's underlying affordability, you know, and people being able to afford to get a house, you know. Sure. Yeah, I mean that's a much bigger. Problem, which I mean, we'll go into more economic policy there and trying to understand why affordability has been yeah. basically muted over the last decade it in particular, has, yeah. but, but really for a longer period of time, which we're obviously not going to be able to solve today. But I mean, in, in a nutshell, the product clearly strikes me as something which is really aiming and helping those, particularly first time buyers who are facing those sort of initial deposits and the hurdles that people have getting on the housing market they're maybe not in that luxury position where parents or grandparents are able to gift them the upfront deposit because at the minute just looking at the wage data and understanding it it's going to be very difficult for people particularly those who are in the private rented sector paying quite high levels of rent to save the associated deposit required to buy a property we have a number of questions from our listeners and I'm going to try and see whether or not you can do these as a quick fire round. Okay, oh my goodness. And see what we can do. <laughs> Some of these you've already answered, so we could probably even just say moving on because okay. we've answered that. But what do you think, David asks, what do you think is an honest disadvantage of cornership compared to a standard mortgage? An honest disadvantage? I think probably the only disadvantage is that if the house price goes up quickly that it will cost you more to buy out and we would always say if you can afford to do it on your own then you're better to do it on your own mm-hmm. but you're upfront about that yeah we're totally upfront about that what percentage of the people in northern ireland that use co-ownership go on to own 100 percent of their home 90 percent wow Nine ten. Nine zero. 90%. 90%. But that's what we want and what they want. And we, we mm-hmm. you know, talk to people and like we don't push anybody. And there are some people who never and that's fine. But because they can't afford to. But that's still really good because they still own a significant percentage of their home and they have the secure matter. house mm-hmm. for them and their family. Mm-hmm. But we encourage people if they can to because it's better for them and it also allows us to use the money to help somebody else. Megan asks, what sort of deposit do you need? But we've already answered that. You don't. It depends on the lender that you use, but for some lenders, they don't require any deposit uh-huh. with co-ownership. Jenny asks, can you get co-ownership if you've been on a mortgage many years ago? Yes. 
Sarah asks, should you have a house first or be accepted by co-ownership first? Which comes we first? We would prefer you come and talk to us first because we do have the phenomenon of people going and putting down a holding fee on a house no, and then finding no. out they can't get a mortgage and then that creates pressure and stress for them. We'd rather they talk to us first. first. That's good advice really for anyone across the market, not yeah. just co-ownership. I mean, don't get excited, find the house you want and then try and find out what no, your no, eligibility for mortgage are. Yeah, do, do you can understand the pressures that people feel at the yeah. moment because the, they there's so many houses there and there's so little houses that I yeah. think are pardon on the yeah. market at the moment yeah. yeah I think people really you know it's not a split decision you know it's not like something you're going to do whoa going to buy a house you need to think about it you need to understand where you are look at some of the mortgage calculators to understand what you can afford and what a deposit might be and also please please have a look at your credit report to make sure that there's no horrible things in that that would prevent a lender or co-ownership working with you because right. that's a big issue that people have is okay okay what are horrible things just for our well, listeners I, are you talking about yeah. bosoms and things like that you would be in trouble uh. um, no I'm talking about like maybe you've moved house and you had a, a mail order thing that you forgot about and it's sitting as a default on your credit file and you didn't know about it right. or maybe one month after Christmas you forgot to pay your credit card okay. all of those things charges defaults, charges defaults payday loans um yeah. all what those about gambling stuff like that yeah what about yeah. using mr Paddy power or whatever <laughs> on, online well obviously then... that's a lifestyle choice for people but if we would see a heavy reliance on that mm. um then that would be something that we would be wouldn't be that and that's not on. just you that's the banks as well oh no absolutely mm. the bank will look at that mm-hmm. you know so so I think people need to. I know it's going to be a hard thing to do. It's a bit like looking at yourself in the mirror, but you know, Keep your nose look clean. at the look at. It's not the score doesn't matter. People are obsessed with credit scores. That uh-huh. doesn't matter. No. It's about what's in the what's in that report. What does it say about you and you meeting your commitments? Because the lender and us both want to understand: Are you somebody that keeps to your agreements? Are you somebody that's going to make the payments? Yeah, the score is a bit gimmicky, isn't it? It is, but yeah. that's what you know. The credit agencies are promoting. Uh-huh. You know, check your score, and we get a lot of people coming. You know. And saying, oh, I've got a great score. It's eight hundred and whatever, uh-huh. you know. But that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it's what's, it's following through in your commitments that matters. Claire asks, how long does a ownership offer last? Um, so when we issue, so the first part of the process is we issue an approval in principle and that's valid for three months and that aligns with what the lenders do as well and so that gives you three months to go and find a house. Now, what mm-hmm. if after the three months you don't have that? Do you have to go through the entire? thing again or is there a fast track so the entire thing again is a 20 minute online application <laughs> so, so yes you have to do that but again you have to do 20 minutes again yeah you have to do 20 minutes months. hard yards okay. um, but the reason for that is Half is long. because your circumstances could have changed quite significantly in those three That's months true. so we want to see your up to date bank statements we want to see your up-to-date pay slips and so that's why we need that to be fresh and we also need to look at your credit report again okay hannah asks how long does the average completion take with co-ownership i don't know how long it takes an average and at the minute that's a very it's hard tricky thing that, yeah. yeah so we had a lovely review and on Trustpilot last week where a customer said that they went from application to moving in in three months that's brilliant before covid we had one that moved in in eight weeks yeah. mm-hmm. which is fantastic now obviously if there's you know, it depends on the chain and all those things. Of course, but, of course. Um, yeah. We would hope that it would be, you know, certainly less than six months. But it, it's not any longer for being a cornership. That's what I was going to say. Is there any difference between doing it as a cornership no. case versus a traditional mortgage? No. Or there's a, no difference. It's no. the same conveyance. In fact, we have a brilliant um, online portal for the conveyance, which actually makes it easier. 
Mm -hmm. And Hannah again asked as well, do sellers or estate agents look less favourably on co-ownership? Um, we don't believe they do. They used to. Mm -hmm. And that was definitely a feature in the market before we digitised. The people thought, oh no, they're going to take More ages work. to make an application. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, you know, a customer applies, we give them a decision within 48 hours. Wow. And that is gives them confidence. So that should give the estate agents and, and vendors com comfort. I think the thing where we where that can be feedback is maybe there's a house that's needs a bit of work yeah. and that's less likely to be attractive to ownership simply because our customers won't have the money to do that work. Francine asks, how difficult is it to get out of ownership if you want to sell the property? It's not difficult at all. No. All that happens is that you ask for a valuation to be carried out um, through online. Um, and then we instruct a valuer, they come out to the home mm -hmm. and they assess the, the current value of the home and they give you figures for buying out and then you progress to, to buying it out. Most people are able to do that within a three month window. Mm -hmm. Pete asks, is it ultimately more costly than a normal mortgage? Um, month to month, it does not cost you more than a normal mortgage. In fact, it's more cost effective than a normal mm -hmm. mortgage. However, whether it actually costs you in the longer run largely depends on when you sell the house. Uh -huh. So maybe you've held onto the house for 15 years and the value of it has increased. Obviously, yeah. ownership's value has increased significantly as well. And when the buyout happens, you know, we see we both get the shares as part of the original agreement. So it depends. Depends how much you have on it. Yeah. And Rebecca asks, is it possible for a student to get this kind of mortgage. Now, I don't know whether she meant full-time full-time student, full -time full -time student or full-time working student. I don't know. I'm I don't know. Sorry, I think Rebecca. it would depend on Rebecca's circumstances. If Rebecca was a student, say, that had an income, so say she had a part-time job mm -hmm. or maybe, you know, a full-time job as well as her student activities, then absolutely that would be something. But you really do need to have an income because uh -huh. the key thing is you have to be mortgageable. You know, you need to be mortgageable as well. And the bank, you know, the bank will look for you to have an income to give you a mortgage. And then lastly, she's asked, how soon can they buy them out, renegotiate? And again, as yeah. you say, there's an example of this year of it being four months. Yeah, we honestly don't mind. We're, we're, we're like going, yay, that's great. Because yeah, it's, we just use the money to help the next people that need us. Okay. I think that's everything we need to cover. We've got through all Great. our questions. So, I mean, the obvious um, point as well is... I'm loving the 175. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's great news today. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure yeah. There'll, be lot, there'll be a lot of buyers who will maybe be looking over the Christmas window now, seeing yeah. where they can go into for yeah, that's, good. that's good, you know, because there's so many people trapped in the private rented sector. And you know, Jordan and Errol, from what you're doing, how much competition there is for all those private oh, rented word. properties at Absolutely. the minute. And people are living in substandard accommodation. And, you know, why, why should the... When there's an avenue for them to become a homeowner and so you know I wouldn't I think you know everybody who is in that area should have a wee think about it and have a wee look at it and see if it's for them because it's not going to be for everybody it's worth looking at yeah absolutely okay the easiest question you're going to get today is if you're a listener and you want to know more about cornership or you want to see about it what do they need to do so we have a great website and on the website you can see lots of different things and you can look at the product and understand it in a bit more detail and we have calculators where you can look to see what it would cost you and you can see what you can afford um, but the most important thing that we have is a really good team of people who want to help you and they are at the end of the phone and you can phone us on 02890 327276 or you can email us at hello at co-ownership.org 
and we will do our very best to help you. Thank, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. I mean, there's a lot of insight there, a lot of information for people to get their head around, but ultimately, it's a great product. It's done a world it's of good helping the Northern Ireland market, and we just hope to see its continued success. So, and I th- thank you, Jordan and Errol, for the opportunity, and it's great to see you both yep. face to face. Thanks, Thanks so much. I, uh, I think this is actually our last podcast this side of Christmas as well, so ha- have a great Christmas. Oh, thank you. Uh, it feels a wee bit premature, but yeah, thank you. Same to all of our listeners, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to. To, to give them some more insight next year. All the best. Thanks very much. Great. Take Thanks care, everybody. Really.